Welcome to the Other World's GG Community Cast. This is episode number 38. I am Table for Two, and I am joined, as usual, by Mellified and Alien Pickle. How you fellas doing? I'm doing alright. This is Mellified. Uh, I guess after 38 episodes, we can legitimately say, as usual. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. most, most of the time, it is the three of us. I'd say 90, yeah. 90, 95% of the time, it is the three of us, so... How you doing, Jim? Jim. Um, I'm holding on barely. Just, just All right. like, a, like a thread or like yeah, less less threads of sanity. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's man. Halloween. You, it's it's pumpkin spice everything, and everybody gets to dress up. Season like so... I don't know, right? Like I ordered some pumpkin spice ivermectin because that <laughs> apple stuff's getting kind of old. <laughs> God bless you, Jim. I I love you, brother. <laughs> spicy spicy hot take (laughs) oh man i love it well we've got uh we've got a bit of news that we're going to talk about today a lot of fun little things going out there in the world of video games um this weekend we kind of had to record a a thing a few things out of order because i was uh quite busy with my schedule unfortunately but it's all good um this this first story is actually kind of funny because i had thoughts of the witcher roll through my mind which is uh Valheim has hot tubs now, and you know what that means. What? What does it mean? Do you guys know? (laughs) I don't don't know. Is it it too hot in the hot tub? Yeah. It means they can finally participate in that uh, Twitch channel. (laughs) That's right. In the hot tub category. Oh my gosh. And so Mellified has a uh, Geralt uh, in a hot tub action figure. That is amazing. Yes. And he's got a little rubber ducky in there with him. You can't really see it very well. Oh but. my god, that's hysterical! Oh, oh that's funny. I Where'd love you put it. that at? <laughs> it's a it's centerpiece a, on his mantle. <laughs> like collectible from uh, from Dark Dark Horse collectibles. Yeah, I have I mean, it. Over. Did you put it in the toy thing? In which ch- channel? I thought. Like, oh no! no I'm holding it up on our on our video. Oh, so in, okay. in the re- in the recording channel here, we we got our videos on. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, yes. that's awesome. Geralt chilling in his bathtub. All right. Well, I won't kink shame, so no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's um, that's kind of an interesting add-on that they've done for the game. I find that kind of funny, but it it is fun because like when you look at the screenshots of this, you get like you know all these Vikings sitting in hot tubs. But this does exactly remind me of that, though. It, it's uh, it's kind of funny. So. You should put up the community Valheim server. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I'm not ready for a community Valheim server yet. It's still, it's still one of those things where they're, it's, it's still in the early days of the game being like out there. So they're still constantly putting new content in, which means patching hell of our own server, which I don't want to deal with. So, oh, it wasn't so bad, really. I ran one for a while <sighs> when the game first came out. It's kind of stable now, though, right? Like they, they don't. It's not like Ark where every week like clockwork they put out a break your shit patch yeah yeah it ain't like that yeah that was like that was that was the beta years of space engineers like holy crap man alive um we'll see let's move on here uh 10 years after launch warhammer forty thousand space marine gets major free update um yeah what's going on what's going on with this mellified you you guys are more Uh, uh warhammer fans than i am so what's up 
Well, this is the uh, Warhammer 40k Space Marine was the first-person shooter set in the Warhammer universe. And the Sega, for the 10th anniversary of the game, just out of nowhere, decided to drop the anniversary edition, which basically gives you all the DLC they did for the game. And a soundtrack, you know, wall, phone wallpapers, all kinds of crazy crap like that. So they they basically just tried to give something for the fans, I guess. I had the original in my Steam library, and it was automatically upgraded with the new stuff. I think yeah, I had but, most of the DLC already. Yeah, though. I was going to say, like, if you already own all the DLC, then, you know, it's whatever. I would like to see the multiplayer get revived in the thing, because... It's just the multiplayer is really, really good. And the only thing that I've ever seen people actually play is the uh, the co-op horde mode thing against the mm. orcs, right? But there is actually player versus player, like team-based stuff in there, but you never can find a game of it. Well, what's interesting, you know, uh, this I'm looking at a PC game article about this story, and they're, they were commenting in their review that what they liked about this, they, they rated this the third best Warhammer game ever. Uh, they liked the fact that it wasn't a cover shooter, that you were actually wading into battle with a chainsword and a bolter and just getting in the thick of it, uh, which I thought was an interesting uh, point. Like, that's really what Warhammer sort of is all about. So uh, just, you know, cool, cool to see that they did at least something with it. They didn't have to do anything. I don't think anybody would have would have expected it so it was a nice surprise yeah crazy um what else we got let's see we got gloomhaven the famous super ridiculously over the top board game that has it's like two hundred dollars the the um, box is about a foot tall um it is gigantic and the digital version has been in the works for quite some time I have only tried it a little bit uh, on my old PC. It sat at the loading screen for 45 minutes and never got past that, which is apparently a common issue with the game, at least per, uh, recently. But it sounds like hopefully they'll have all those bugs fixed because it's finally leaving early access after about two years uh, later in October. So uh, might be a good time to check that out. Uh, the cool thing about Gloomhaven on the tabletop is there is an entire character system you can level up your character and there's progression as you complete the game you know you complete a game session and you unlock new things for your character you unlock new stories new missions in the game world so it's really tried to be a tabletop uh version of like a pc rpg and then ironically now it's also gone back to the pc so Nice. Very nice. Hey, shocker. I own it already. <laughs> uh, I put this next one in here for you, Jim. Negative Atmosphere is an indie riff on Dead Space with mechs. Oh, good. Well, you, you, did you put it there because of the mechs or because of my negative atmosphere? Uh, well, both, <laughs> but... No, uh, actually, it was specifically for the for the Max because I thought the idea of a Max suit and fighting creepy aliens, a la Dead Space, sounded sounded kind of cool. Uh, might be up your alley, so um, might be worth that's, checking out. That one. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, I'm actually kind of curious about this next one uh, with Sea of Thieves. 
Uh, I guess I guess they got a pretty good feedback on their Pirates of the Caribbean stuff that they added in because there was uh, quite a bit of underwater stuff that you could do in there. And so they're adding in what seems to be a lot more underwater type, uh, as they call it, shenanigans, um, uh, different things that you can do and um, treasures that you can get, mysteries to solve as you uh, um, accomplish underwater tasks to, to get some loot. An interesting thing that they put in here, though, was, and according to this article, is that to help ensure a reasonably clean getaway, your loot can be stored in sunken statues on both uh, in both locales and then brought to the surface whenever you're ready to load it up by the friendly merfolk, um, which I find kind of interesting. Uh, you'll still have to carry it onto your ship, though, so it's not a completely risk-free option, but it's interesting that, you know, they're adding in this new way of kind of saving your loot so to speak so yeah well and it's good they're putting those lazy merfolk to uh to work finally yeah, put, put them to task other than teleporting you back to your ship that's like their own sole mm -hmm. responsibility right now is just like hey we see yeah. you fell over because you were dicking around on your boat <laughs> <laughs> because a megalodon rammed your ship and sent you flying yeah yeah so it, it's interesting i do i do like me some sea of thieves um uh, this, I just this... can't believe they're still putting more content, you know, major, major content into the game. It's pretty, <clears throat> pretty awesome. Yeah, I've been hoping well, the... for more Disney theme park rides myself. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this, this, uh, this next one's quite interesting. I, I'm taking this with a grain of salt because the announcement of Star Wars video games in the last like ten years has been like mostly disappointing um because i'm not talking about game releases in general i'm just talking about announcements of star wars games i don't know how many times over the last 10 years i feel like we've heard them talk about a star wars game and then it doesn't get released i think they've probably announced somewhere like 15 different games and like only four of them have launched you know it's it's quite quite crazy but this new one apparently is reportedly this is speculation being made by the same developers who did Detroit Become Human, uh, Quantic Dream, the studio Quantic Dream, who is mostly responsible for narrative-focused um, games like Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, uh, and of course Detroit Become Human. So it'll be interesting to see them do something similar of, with that style, if this is true, a Star Wars game kind of in that style, which would be kind of interesting, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but... Uh, again, I'm also not holding my breath because the next Star Wars game that they're coming out with is a complete remake of KOTOR. So it's not like we're getting really anything new uh, right now. So, Yeah, it's kind of like there they got go. a free pass on this. It's like they can screw this up tremendously and, and it still won't compare to what's about to happen. So, you yeah, know, it'll be right. soon forgotten. Yeah, there you go. So, quite interesting. What do you... What do well, you... What, I was going to say the one thing that that concerns me a little bit is Quantic Dream. Uh, a, a journalist Andy Kelly put it: they're known for lavish production values, quick time events, wild tonal inconsistency, overwrought drama, gratuitous shower scenes, and SWAT teams. Yeah, they do. None of which sounds. They do have like overly like gratuitous like shower scenes in these games. Like it's a little weird. I, 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 that is something that I have noticed. Like, what's the point yeah. of this? I, I mean, I don't know. It's, I, I wouldn't have thought of them being anywhere on the top 10 list of studios to do a Star Wars game. Right. Maybe they're doing something different that we haven't seen in a while, like a narrative driven, you know, story that might be interesting. 
Uh, I think the Star Wars universe is ripe for innovation, like Mandalorian. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get something great. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I I just I would love to see a return to like narratively driven like first person style games like Knights, uh, not Knights, but uh, um, Dark Forces. Je- yeah, or... Dark Forces, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. You know, those games yep. were a lot of fun. They told some really fun stories. They're pretty straightforward, not overly complex. You know, a game that I thought was fantastic but got uh, bombed to hell for whatever reason was um, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, right? Mm-hmm. Jim, Jim, you like that one too, right? That was actually one that I think we all collectively yeah. actually I liked. Of all the Call of Duties, that's probably the one that I liked the, the actual and- single player the most. The way and the way that they did it, where you could like kind of choose your missions and like where you're gonna go next and that kind of thing, I think that would be a great style of game to do as a Star Wars story. Like they could have done like a Dark Forces style like that, and I and I would love to see a single player driven game like that. I'm just um, waiting on the awkward Darth Maul shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really awkward because he got to nice. take his legs off. So oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh no. The the handicap showers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, gonna be man. Me tough. Alright, well, well moving on to Xbox and PC stuff. Yeah, so Halo Infinite has split screen support. Um we've seen uh early players getting access to this through Microsoft's preview insider program and somebody was able to get the game running with three player split screen. The assumption is that it'll support four, but it even has field of view settings for and 120 FPS support with split screen, which was rather interesting. Now let me ask you this. Is this just for multiplayer or is this also, or is this split screen capable for co-op? That we don't know. I think they only, the, the, the game only has a multiplayer right now online competitive so and it at least see, has that but see that's the thing they need to they need to say they need to come out and be like yes you can split screen co-op the the campaign because that to me is like a huge staple of the halo franchise but whatever. agreed agreed ah, fingers crossed ah this is something that i think mellified is probably the most interested in out of out of most of us because he loves tinkering with all these kinds of things but uh gaming with dolby vision so what is yes. gaming with Dolby Vision, Mollified? All right. So a couple years ago, um, we got HDR, which allows our TVs, our monitors to display more colors. And a lot of people, you know, think, well, geez, you know, I've got 256 colors. Why, why would I need more? Because you can do 256 shades of red, green, and blue and then mix those together to create different colors. The thing is, especially, I think one of the places I often see it is in an underwater scene when like a, a submarine is, is going down into the ocean and you get bands of blue. And on a conventional TV, very often they will be very distinct bands where you can see the line because right. they don't have enough colors of blue to do it as a, a gradual shading between uh, between these different colors blue colors of blue so with hdr that you now have a thousand shades of blue to work with um so dolby vision goes even further though where it adds some uh even better 
color fidelity, it has tighter uh, requirements for displays, and it has the ability to do 12-bit color, although, so conventional SDR is 8-bit, uh, HDR is 10-bit, and then Dolby Vision supports up to 12-bit, although no TVs are actually capable of displaying that yet. But at least, you know, we're sort of future-proofed. So it'll be interesting to see basically what the practical outcome is. If you have a Dolby Vision-capable television set, you're going to see better colors than even HDR. Whether you could tell the difference, hmm, maybe. Just just when you thought the Matrix couldn't go any deeper, it does. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, I awesome. mean, it's kind of a nerdy thing, but um, movies, you know, a lot of DVDs, or, or excuse me, uh, HD, <laughs> UHD Blu-rays, I shouldn't say yeah. DVDs anymore, UHD Blu-ray is using Dolby Vision quite a bit, you'll see it, see it there, so... Well, I just know um, that you're super into this kind of stuff because, like, you know, whenever yeah. we talk, you're like, you know, I want the the highest end possible way of playing my games, and so I, I knew that you'd be really into this one. What is interesting is this is only on Xbox, so Windows does not have this, even Windows 11, which got a bunch of uh, the features that the Xbox Series consoles got were added in Windows 11, but not this, so... Bleeding edge for Xbox. Yes. All right. Well, moving right along. So there was a speculation on Valve that Valve would be uh, disabling downloading of old builds. There's this whole thing about, um, you know, there's that they would be doing that. But apparently Valve is not planning to disable downloading of old builds on Steam. However... Uh, according to the response from Steam, uh, or from Valve about this uh, with Steam, was as Valve has shared a statement saying that it explains that the studio doesn't have plans to remove the option to download old game builds. They say they are currently not planning to disable it. Uh, what we are working on is an approach on handing, uh, handling edge cases involving unowned content and helping partners more easily take down builds that need to be removed for things like copyright issues. We'll have more to share on that work when it's ready to ship. The interesting thing here and the speculation around this is uh, like the GTA 4 situation. Um, or, you know, games where, I guess, licensing for copyrighted music no longer uh, applies. And so that version of the game can't be got anymore. Um, and I find that to be a little ridiculous. It's just me. Because, like, you know, back in the day, if, like, you bought the, the DVD version of a game, like, you have that copy, like, you have it. They can't be like, well, you will need to ship you a new version of that, and you need to shred the version that you have. Like, that's unsustainable. So it's interesting that in a digital market, it, they can do these kinds of things where traditionally... It hasn't really been a thing. I'm kind of kind of disappointed, to say the least. So, but that's my take on it. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that, but yeah, I mean, not really. Um, I I I have come to believe that we need legislation from the federal government, which is a takes the form of a 
Digital Goods Consumer Bill of Rights, where uh, they make it a legal requirement that I be able to play the digital version of the game as it was sold to me. That sh they, they should make it a legal requirement that is always available. Right. This is what I paid money for. Yep. Yeah. Because it's it's sort of ridiculous that they could bait and switch, you know, the entire product away from you as a consumer when you paid, you know, full price for it. And um, and we'll and we'll have conversations about this in our next show, but like the whole thing about like um Star uh, not Stardock, but yes, well who uh oh, Jesus. Who are you thinking of? Stellaris. Oh, so, yes. like the whole conversation about Paradox with Stellaris, thankfully Paradox gets that. And through their launcher, you can actually download the older versions of the games because there are differences. And uh, so it's it's pretty cool that that's, that's a functionality. But it'd be nice to see, like you said, some kind of industry standard that applies to that because it, it, does, it does feel like a bait and switch for sure. All right, moving right along. Yes. Um, New World is an MMO that is out, and uh, apparently, there's. Uh, I'm I've been seeing people talk about it like it's a it's a good game. Um, I think a lot of people are getting into it. It's actually appealing to quite a few people, which I'm surprised by because my personal interaction with it has not been impressed. Uh, I I really wasn't impressed by it, but um, yeah, it was funny the they had a, a statement on Twitter where they were like, yeah, we're seeing some, uh, some like support stuff where, you know, people are complaining that uh, the game killed their video cards. And we were aware that was going to happen. Cause these are people that didn't play the beta implying like, well, we didn't kill it already. So. <laughs> right. Well, there's a couple of stories here. So like if it's a, if it's a full server, you know, you're not going to be allowed to do any more character creation on that server. Um, there's also some, uh, new reports suggesting that new world is again, bricking people's NVIDIA GPUs. Um, and yeah, so as I under, as I understand that it's just because that's the first game that's ever actually got the CPU or the GPU hot. So I guess like, why would this game in particular be the one that bakes the GPUs enough to have them expose a physical defect from the manufacturer? Yeah, there's there's been some theories that it has to do with unlocked frame rates and and it basically rendering thousands of frames a second in the menu and that somehow blocked the cards uh BIOS from adjusting the fan. Oh, but I, I mean that seems like that still seems like a defect with the firmware or the card, not the game. Like the game should right. no game should be able to fry my my hardware, period. Right, but they could have built in like a frame limiter and ended the problem, but they didn't apparently by launch, so that's a little strange. Yeah, well, and and I know EVGA, one of the manufacturer uh, video card manufacturers, came out and said they had about thirty cards that were affected, and it was because of bad soldering at the factory that those cards failed. So they would have failed, you know, eventually anyway. So in some ways, New World did those people a favor. Because yeah. by, by causing the card to fail while it was still in warranty, they got it replaced for free. Yeah, so, true. You know. There's also um, there's also an interesting thing with, with what's going on with this game where there's a there's a stupid lore reason for why this game also doesn't have mounts. And 
If you've not read yeah. this, I'm I'm actually gonna read a portion of this right here. So this is this is from them on the lore reason why there are no mounts in this game, and it says, uh, "Please remember that there are no beasts of burden on at what is it Atrum or Atronum, whatever the name of the world is. No horse or donkey will pull your cart, carry your pack, or tolerate a rider." All efforts to domesticate or redomesticate these animals have led only to injury and a lot of swearing. Therefore, it's important to transport only as many goods as your own back can bear. Do not overburden your packs or carts. This is not the old world. In this world, we must pull all our own weight. Your joints will thank you. What <laughs> the hell is that? Apparently, we forgot how to domesticate animals uh, when we went to the New World. That's that's what that says to me. Well, is the horse uprising of the summer of uh, 2020 where the... the uh... <laughs> yes. Something dumb like that, I guess. Yeah. It's it's just so weird. I don't know. The game... The game I've completely lost interest in New World, if I'm being straight honest with you. The, just everything about it just turns me off. I'm like, I don't even want to touch it. It's interesting because it's doing really well. I mean, it it as an MMO, right? They had to limit player capacity, which is a good sign for them, I suppose. Well, I wonder if it's doing well because it's good, or it's doing well because people are desperate for anything. But wow, I think it's number two. I think it's number two. I think people might be desperate for something that's anything that isn't wow, and maybe they don't want to get on the Final Fantasy bandwagon because everybody's trying to join the Final Fantasy bandwagon. So people are trying to find the next new thing that maybe be popular or whatever. A lot of streamers are playing it. A lot of yeah. like, YouTubers are playing it. So I think that's increasing popularity. Um, but if I'm being honest with you, I, I find more joy out of going and playing a retro MMO than I do playing any of these new ones. They just don't interest me. You know? Yeah. No, it's it's just... Uh... I don't know, like what what what's going on here? Because is this like new world? Like I, I noticed the characters kind of look like uh, conquistador sort of mm -hmm. look about them, right? So whenever you say like, well, new world, I would think like, well, the Americas, right? It's and not the, the Americas. The it's it's uh it's a different. It's like they it's a it's the way the lore kind of goes is is like you were on a ship bound for this mythical place that any adventurer who's tried to go to has never returned from because either they their ship gets wrecked or whatever it is but like lore wise there's this guy who apparently was able to make it through and he's got like the notes on the passage and how to get past the barrier to this secret new world and uh -huh. once you're there there's all kinds of fantasy style things that happen and there's zombie like you know stuff that goes on and okay know. so this isn't like a dungeons and dragon version of christopher columbus no kind of thing even, so not, okay uh, no this is this is like this is like the new world but as a fantasy that's set not like in the americas so okay it's yeah i figured it was like you know they sailed over on three boats sp sponsored by like the Knights Templar, and it was the <laughs> Nino, the Pinta, and the Gandalf, or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, it, just nothing about this seems like uh, I'm interested. Right. Really. Well, and I and I and I played it, and I lost interest so quickly. Anyway, all right, moving right along. 
Capcom wants the PC to be its main platform for games in the future. Cool. So, like, Marvel vs. Capcom on PC only? Is that what we're seeing here? Or? Does that mean we're gonna, like, get Monster Hunter games first and then the console kids have to wait a year? Because that's what they're doing to us now, right? Like, the it's, what, January something of next year that the new Monster Hunter finally comes out on PC? It's like the Nintendo Switch has had it for a year or two now. I honestly don't know when it's supposed to be uh, out on It's the January. PC. The the pre-orders are up on Steam for it. It's like, oh, okay. if I was dumb enough to pre-order stuff, I'd have done it. But yeah, it, it's funny. I, I went back and played the uh, original Monster Hunter World a little bit today. And damn, it's still got that error. You know, you're playing even single player and then it tells you like, you, oh, disconnected from the server. You know, the mission's canceled, whatever. And it's just like, my God, this is a launch bug, guys. And you're still doing this. Right. It's like two years later. Yeah, that's super frustrating. Crazy. All right, moving yeah. right along. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. Looks like a grim, dark XCOM and first uh, gameplay footage. What do you think about this, Malphite? Pickle, have you seen I... this? Well, I played the original. I don't know why they're remaking it, but okay. Yeah, I think they're just decided that they wanted uh to revisit this part of the the warhammer universe it looks interesting i like xcom uh i think it could be really fun as a squad based tactical combat game i mean that's essentially what the tabletop is so uh we'll see i fingers crossed but it looks it looks encouraging hmm. uh yeah, I mean, it's it's not like the game was bad Right. It's just uh, if you go back and try to play the old one, you're like, oh, this is really old. It's it's from a different era. But yeah. if they remake it and bring it up to speed, you know, that's cool. I don't uh, know. Maybe it's going to be a Diablo kind of remake where it's just like we prettied it up, but the old game is running underneath or what. Hmm. Well, according to this, Starfield is going to have twice as much dialogue as Skyrim, and that's kind of scary. <laughs> Uh, when I played Skyrim, lot. I don't remember. I don't remember ever saying I need to talk to more people about stuff. Well, it's not just, just that because everybody has something to say. Like every every person oh, yeah. you talk to has a quest for you practically. So it's like that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's like Skyrim and that it's super moddable and people can turn it into anything and then we end up with like all kinds you know basically uh starfield becomes a platform for all kinds of space games that come out of it hmm. i'd be right yeah because they they did that uh uh what was it called the something worlds um that was kind of like a bethesda game but not i forget who did that I'm not um, sure which one you're thinking of. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. it. It was that one where you were like on corporate hell planet and oh, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, thank you. Yes. Yeah. So Outer Worlds was like it was a cool one and done game. I can't imagine going back and replaying it because I feel like through the exploring of things in that game, I saw every pixel of the map. There was nothing that was not revealed by the time I got done. Just doing a normal playthrough where i wasn't even trying to be completionist so i don't feel like there's any reason to go back and look at that again 
but Skyrim, I could throw in and see stuff I've never seen before. So, yeah, that's kind of the contrast there. Hmm. Well, uh, moving right along, BattleEye Anti-Cheat confirms that it's going to have Steam Deck support. I don't know whether to be glad or sad. No, it is, because all those games that depend on it wouldn't be able to come over there otherwise. Oh, and it also just, means for the Linux kids, you know, I'm they'll just, be able to play those games too. I'm. It was more of a comment of like, do I like BattleEye? Because I can't stand BattleEye. Well, that's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's like you're not going to get the game if they don't get BattleEye, so therefore you should be happy, I guess. <laughs> something, Our to well, something to be thankful for, for sure, I guess, yes. So the uh, PC is getting a Pokemon trading card game. I yes! Don't... Yes, finally! Kidding. Oh, thank I God. Mean, <laughs> I'm just okay, kidding. you know, I mean, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it it speaks to Nintendo. A Nintendo, you know, has a minority stake in the Pokemon company. So the fact that this is coming to PC, you know, maybe that's an experiment for Nintendo. I guess we'll see. But I'm surprised that Nintendo just doesn't own Pokemon outright at this point. Because you see, the thing is, though, is you'd think that they do based on all of like the Pokemon games that they constantly come out with, and you, yeah, I mean, you almost would think it's a Nintendo property at this point. Okay, so weird Pokemon adjacent thing is I was on that DKU TV on Twitch, right? Watching the Daikaiju network. Yes. And they were showing Ultraman episodes, like Ultra 7, right? So they, he has what are called monster capsules, and they're on his belt, and it's basically Kaiju that they've trapped, and he keeps them in a Pokeball on his belt. Godzilla, and, I and choose you! Yes, exactly that, right? <laughs> so he pulls the thing out and throws it, and then, poof, a Godzilla shows up and fights the other monster, and then that monster gets its ass beat and faints and comes <laughs> back into the ball, and then he pulls another one off his belt and throws it out there, and I'm like, holy shit, what year was this? And it was like 1968 or something, and I'm I'm just like, that is the inspiration for Pokemon. Somebody Sounds saw like this. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's like, uh-huh. It couldn't be more obvious. When you see it, you can't unsee it. Mothra, wow. I choose you. Straight up, man. That's wow. awesome. Well, in, uh, in odd retro news, but yet not retro news, uh, <laughs> Xbox 360 gamer picks are making a return to uh, Xbox insiders. That's That's interesting. Yeah, this was kind of a funny story. I think we talked about part of it a while back, uh, but somebody posted on Twitter that they were mad that Microsoft kept shrinking their Xbox 360 uh, Pac-Man Ghost gamer pick and said, you know, I paid $1.29 for this in, in you know, 2000. Like, I want it to, to work. And apparently Microsoft somewhere along the way broke the code that was supposed to resize those. And so the, one of the um, lead programmers saw this guy's tweet about his Pac-Man ghost and said, I'm going to make it my personal mission to find the problem and fix it. And so they actually did fix it. And it's now in the, you know, preview builds that'll be coming out 
uh, here pretty soon. So I thought that was a really fun, fun little story. This, uh, this next one, this next story is actually fantastic. And I love this. This is exactly what I love about retro. And so uh, under Mm -hmm. our retro category, we have a story here about the long dead MMO Warhammer online just added two scrapped cities. So there, there were two cities that never made their way uh, out of beta and it was, I can't pronounce these, but uh, Karaz uh, Karak and Karak 8 Peaks uh, never made it out, out of the beta to the live game when the game was live. But thanks to the uh, fan-run private server Return of Reckoning, um, they've, they've been able to put them back into that game. And uh, they, they've, they've been going pretty strong. They've been working on this for quite a while now. And uh, honestly, I love to see this kind of stuff. It reminds me of like when uh, the Legends server for Star Wars uh, Galaxies added in its own expansion content for Cloud City. Uh, of course, that was that was completely fan crafted content. It wasn't based off of anything existing. Um, but just the same, it's really cool to see these like fan communities uh, do this kind of stuff. I, I love it. I love to see it. Yeah, for sure. So we got a couple of VR stories this uh, this time around. Um, Lone Echo 2 is one of the games that was announced several, I guess, well, not several, but a few years ago by Oculus as a Oculus-only exclusive title. And Lone Echo 2, unfortunately, has been delayed again uh, until later this year. But, uh, yeah, it's... It, Delays generally are are a good thing because it means we'll get a better product in the end, hopefully. Nice. Uh, Resident Evil 4 for Quest 2 to be released October 21st, uh, and there's an extended gameplay trailer out there if you guys are interested in checking it out. I'm, you know, I I never got into the Resident Evil series. Um, I don't know why, it just it wasn't something that interested me. Four, I think of all of them, four is one of the more accessible because it's plays like an over, at least on the original, it played like an over the shoulder shooter. Hmm. So you were, you were third person shooting, you know, zombies and stuff. Um, I think that it'll be interesting to see how they translate that into VR being first person, you know, tightens things up a little bit in terms of your field of view. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I, I have hope for it. These style of games, I I have fond memories of playing like in the arcade, you know, with the light guns and stuff like that. Like I'm down for mm. that. I'm down for that stuff. But you know, with a controller, just kind of playing through them, they never really, they never really did anything for me. So, well, we'll see. You know, if if the t- Oculus Touch controls can sort of pull it off, I think it could. Yeah, well. and, and and that and that might be a, a great way to experience it in that case. So, we are also getting a new game called Unplugged, and this is basically air guitar. So it's it's like Guitar Hero, but instead of holding a plastic guitar, you just strum with your your hands because Oculus has hand tracking. So it's using that to be your input into the game. But wait, you have to stare at your hands while you do it. No. No, you don't. Well, how does it, hand, the, how does the it hand track is, way down there? 
because because the the sensors on the Oculus, there's there's they're on the sides and then they're on the bottom, and they can they have a huge range of view around you. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, so the Oculus is actually like watching my crotch full time. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, pretty much. Well, yeah. well that's yeah. disturbing. All right. Yeah, enjoy. I'll have to adjust. Um. <laughs> Wearing pants from now on while I'm playing my Rift. <laughs> well, and, and that's how it does the. It's called you know inside out tracking is the terminology. Rather than having the lighthouses that you had to have for PC VR, it uses those cameras to track your position relative to your environment, so you don't need any external references you do need light which is the one yes that you do need light and that's interesting it's really interesting how far they have come with the vr stuff because it was like you needed these room sensors because i remember gen one oculus you know if it was just the headset like i needed one sensor but if i wanted to use the headset and hand controls i needed two sensors if i wanted like a room experience i needed like three or four sensors and i was like mm -hmm. holy crap this is like adding up quick I don't have that many <laughs> USB like three ports. And... Well, that's the Steam problem currently. Still, is you have to put sensors in the corners of your room, or it doesn't work. At and all. Yeah. well, and granted, it's a more accurate and whatever system, I guess you could argue. But the yeah, thing but that I I'm... don't want to be doing that. You know, like hanging, well, hanging stuff right. in the wall. So and... or, or be tethered, right? The thing that I love about the Quest is, is I can wirelessly, I can sit in my desk chair and wirelessly be playing games from my computer and I, I don't have to be tethered to anything and I get a really good experience. From it. So, and it looks great. You know, I love it. So, but anyway, yeah, I think, I, I think the, the innovation that Oculus has brought is really impressive. It's unfortunate that it's tied to Facebook, but you know, make your, make your, your choices appropriately, I suppose. Uh, one cool thing though, about this, air guitar game unplugged is it's going to have a pretty wicked set list. They've already announced uh, Tenacious D, Ozzy, uh, Offspring, and Weezer are going to have tracks in the game. So I think there's about 30 songs that you get out of the box. And this comes out uh, in October. So party on, dudes. Party on, indeed. All right, so Nintendo did a, a Nintendo Direct, and we're we've got a, a list. Of, it's pretty much the, the short list of their mm -hmm. of their stuff. I say that it's 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 pretty lengthy, but um, we'll just run we'll run down the list real quick of the things that are uh, slated to come out. But um, we got Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak DLC is coming out in 2022. Mario Party Superstars uh, is coming out October 29th. Voice of Cards, uh, the Dragon Isle Roars, coming out October 28th. Um, Disco Elysium, Final Cut, October 12th. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity Expansion Pass, October 29th. Uh, let's see, Chocobo... Uh, Grand Prix, I think. Grand Prix, yeah, 2022. Last Fighter for Super Smash Bros., October 5th, which, Jesus, they've been coming out with a lot of fighters. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, October, or, uh, let's see, uh, 2022, Animal Crossing New Horizons dire Direct in October, uh, new content in uh, November. Yeah, so the Direct means they're going to do another big announcement right. about future content in October Sorry. with it's new stuff coming in November. Yes, thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, Disney Magical World something. Uh, <laughs> um, 
uh, Star Wars KOTOR is on November 11th, so I guess they're bringing the... If I'm not mistaken, they're bringing the classic KOTOR to, to that. Yes. Which is, which is great. I mean, for a whole new generation who hasn't gotten a chance to experience uh, like Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy, they have those on the Switch now. Now KOTOR, and I think that's fantastic for a generation who haven't had a chance, so that's that's great. Uh, Dying Light 2's uh, Stay Human is uh, 2022. Dying Light Platinum Edition is on October of this year. Uh, Triangle Strategies in March of 2022. Uh, Metroid Dread comes out October 8th, so that's right around the corner. Um, so the Nintendo Switch Online is getting a, a new membership plan. Uh, N64 Virtual Console, Sega Genesis Virtual Console, sometime in late October. As as I think a few of us have argued at various stages, I think Nintendo just needs to do a library dump of the things that they have the licenses for and just call it a day. Um, that that to me would be the more logical thing to do. Uh, the Shadowrun trilogy is coming out in 2022 for the Switch, which is also awesome. So any new gamer out there who hasn't had a chance to play those, I love the Shadowrun games. Uh, Castlevania. Real, real quick, go ahead. I was going to say real quick about the the Nintendo Switch Online. I just wanted to point out it's a little strange that we've got the NES, the Super Nintendo. Now the N64 is coming as an add-on subscription. But then the Sega Genesis? Like, Mario and, and Sonic do not belong together. The, this is like, you know, crossing the streams uh, in Ghostbusters. The universe is going to end. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, I guess that's well, the ultimate console war victory, right? Is you have absorbed your opponent and put him on your platform. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not the first time, though. I mean, like, we've we've seen, like, the, the Mario and Sonic Olympics or whatever you want to call it. and Sure, you know. sure. That's stunt casting in a video game, though. That's not, but, like... But does that also, mean we're going to get Sonic in, in Smash Brothers? But it's also not the first time we ha- we've gotten uh, Sega games on Nintendo, though. So, I mean, it's, you know, because Sega is not a hardware company anymore. They're... They're all software now, and well, I understand that. I just mean the Sega Genesis specifically was going up head to head, you know, against the Super Nintendo, and their ad campaign was, you know, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Um, it, it just it it's it's funny to me that that of all the things, that's what they would pick to bring to their subscription service, not you know the friggin' GameCube, not. The Game Boys, you know, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, not the DS, not any of these other, you know, Nintendo systems, but they're going with a Sega system of all things. It's just very odd. <clears throat> sure. And that's fair. And the fact that they are, they also still haven't put out like a whole bunch of their other content has also been kind of frustrating. Um, you know what, yes. what would make me get a Switch is if somebody found out that it's just an emulator inside and you could sideload ROMs into it. And I'd be like, okay, I'll get well, one now. Joke's on you. It kind of is. So, can you sideload ROMs into it though? No, but it is just like an. Em- it is basically an emulator. So right. But if I can't sideload ROMs in, then I don't care. Oh. But if I could play like my entire ROM collection on a Switch, then now we can talk about a Switch. But I can play Switch on my PC. Yeah. Yeah, it gets it gets weird fast. So Castlevania Advanced Collection came out. That is the 
Game Boy Advance series of Castlevania games, and it came out on all platforms. You can get it on Steam as well or Xbox. Uh, Act Razor Renaissance came out. Delta Rune Chapter Two came out. Hot Wheels Unleashed: Surviving uh, the Aftermath. Shin Megami Tensei Five, Wreckfest, Arcade Archives, Rune Factory Five are all coming out. Uh, between now and the end of the year, so Mario the, Shin, the video game. Go ahead. The Shin Megami Tensei. That's not the Digital Devil Saga that got remastered recently, right? This is a correct. This is the first new Shin Megami Tensei game in several years, and it's the first one on the Switch that's brand new. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of people are really excited about that, including myself. Mario the Video Game Movie is coming out in December which has some interesting casting, stunt casting choices for the different voices. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised at who they got to like be Luigi. It's like this short actor when Luigi himself is like a very tall, skinny mm. like character. And it's just, I know that the voices don't necessarily have to correlate with like the actual character, um, but it, it was just kind of funny. Um, It'll make the mocap really awkward. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, we, we're getting more Splatoon 3 information in 2022, and Bayonetta 3 is coming out in 2022. Bayonetta was kind of an interesting one because the first game came out, and Nintendo funded the sequel in their bid to make the Wii U more appealing to adult gamers because it's a more adult game. You know, your character is dressed in her own hair and shoots things. Um, so Bayonetta 3 was something that a lot of people weren't, weren't expecting after the Wii U was such a, a lackluster success. Um, but apparently Nintendo uh, is going to make it happen. So that's pretty exciting. Very. All right. What else we got going on here? Windows 11. In just a few days, uh, Windows 11 will start rolling out to PC near you. Am I going to wake up and find out that I've got it? No. Okay. Yeah, that and COVID, actually. They're, yeah. once you, if you get one, your odds of getting the other, I think, go way up. No. Um, yeah, I think what's going to happen, the way it, it happened for me as a er, early insider. adopter, insider, yeah. was I went into Windows Update and there was a big banner at the top that said, hey, click here to upgrade to Windows 11. Yeah. And I did that, and then it complained. I had some weird driver that my motherboard manufacturer put on there that it didn't like, so I uninstalled that. And then it said, okay, and it rebooted my machine, it did a bunch of stuff, and then it rebooted, it rebooted, it rebooted, and went back into Windows 10 said, sorry, I failed to do the upgrade. And then I tried it again, and apparently third time was the charm, because then it took. So, um, your mileage may vary, but... The one thing I will say that has been really surprisingly awesome is getting auto HDR in all of my PC games. I've which loved is, that feature on the Xbox. Which is um, interesting because I've been getting auto HDR in a lot of my stuff already on Windows 10. So I'm, I'm, it's kind of interesting that uh, that's happening now. Yeah, I think they said that was they were going to backport it to Windows 10, but I'm not sure what... Uh, what the timing is of all that, but um, it, it certainly has been great on having that in games. And then I haven't seen 
really too much else other than the obvious cosmetic changes. I found it to be a little bit finicky, but I suspect that's also because I'm, you know, so far two weeks ahead of the actual release that yeah, um, at, a lot at, of apps need to be updated. At work, I'm going to be updating my work machine to Windows 11 so that way I can start playing with it there. I'm not so sure I'm keen on doing my, my gaming rig just yet because I've got a lot of customized things going on with different applications that I don't want to break. Um, and I'm specifically thinking of like um, my voice meter potato application and like all the different virtual audio things that I've got going on to like map different stuff to. So I'm a little bit nervous about that. So um, thankfully I, I think got... gratefully so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got I've got my configurations for these different things saved off. So, I mean, like, you know, it's not at the terrible end of the world, but at the same time, it's like. You know, I just don't want to waste my time right now. I just don't have the energy for it. So, but maybe, Makes maybe sense. in a couple, maybe in a couple of weeks, once I, I'm not doing crazy things at work, because I'm leaving mm -hmm. again real soon for another work trip to Colorado that I have to do, and I'll be gone for two weeks this time, and so it's just like, you know, I don't want to have to like change anything and then you know break it, and then I won't be able to fix it for another two weeks, and it's just gonna be in the back of my head the entire time I'm gone. <laughs> Son of a gun. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, there are a couple of things that have come out, though, that are interesting, uh, including the fact that Microsoft is going to allow third-party app stores in the Microsoft Store. So this means you will be able to download the Epic Games Store and Launcher app through the Microsoft Store onto your PC, which just seems bizarre to me. I think it's I think it's fascinating because of the approach that Microsoft is taking when it comes to um share of revenue splits, right? So Microsoft has a revenue system that if you want to use it, then they take a cut. But if you have your right. own revenue system that you're bringing to the store, then you keep everything that you make through your own revenue system, which is uh, almost unheard of in some other places uh, out there. Apple. Um, you know, so... Well, let's be fair. It's Microsoft with the Xbox, PlayStation, Apple, Google Play. All of these stores work the same way, where they take a very significant cut of your revenue and subscription revenue or dlc revenue in many cases not all right but the point i'm making though is is because epic is coming in with their own thing microsoft isn't going to take a cut from that it's in their it's in their policies right. and so i think it's really cool that microsoft is doing that because apple wasn't doing that. well that's my point though nobody was doing that nobody does that before this so this is the first time Steam doesn't take a cut of your subscription revenue. So if you do an MMO through Steam, like uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and pay for a subscription, if you do it through Steam, they take a cut. But if you do it through a third-party website, you they don't take a cut, for example. So so what you're saying, that, but my, my I guess my question is, is does Steam allow those applications to have their own payment system within... Steam. I don't think so. 
Because at least with the, I don't only I'm only going off of a few games that I know of, right? They certainly don't allow you to sell DLC through a third party. That's true. Um, and I know Elder Scrolls. If you go to the website and do the subscription, you don't pay Steam. But if you do it through Steam, then you pay Steam. But there's no option to do it in game either way. You have to go to like a storefront out of right. the game to do it. So I don't know. But I know, you know, certainly PlayStation doesn't allow you to do anything but the PlayStation Store for DLC. Uh, same with Google, same with Apple. So yeah, it is very be, interesting, Microsoft's, you know, shifting this direction. It'll, it'll be interesting. Well, what'll be... So can you get can you get Steam on the Microsoft Store? Well, Valve would have to put it up there, and they haven't said they're going to, but Epic has. So that's the crazy part to me is Epic oh. has said they are going to put their store in the Microsoft store. Yeah, a store for a store for a store. Yeah, Jesus. Hey, I heard you like launchers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, Something this like this that. does yeah. nothing to help that, that's for sure. Um, But here's the other thing, though. Microsoft really doesn't want you installing Windows 11 on unsupported hardware. Um, they do not. They, they're pretty... They're being very uh, sticklery about that. Um... Some of our some of our work computers just don't have they have like some older Xeon processors and they're not gonna cut it. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things Microsoft said, I think we talked about this in our last news show, was that the reason Microsoft's being so strict is they think they can get to a ninety-nine point five percent error crash free rate with only supporting the newer hardware versus trying to go back and support all the old stuff. I guess you my know, old Cyrix chips are out. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can, as it turns out, though, you can install Windows 11, but what you have to do on an unsupported machine, but what you have to do is go get the ISO and install the ISO on top of Windows 10, and it will work, but you won't get anything but critical security updates. So you won't get any of the fe new features. You'd have to go get the ISO again, I guess, and, and reinstall manually. Which seems even stranger at that point to me, but yeah, that's pretty that's, weird. That's what they're I, I would just think like if you just had a like a you have to sign this opt out thing that you won't be part of the crash statistics <laughs> or anything. Like we don't guarantee that your machine will be stable if you install this. So whatever. Well, and it actually does say that in the license agreement now. Uh, that was one story that I didn't didn't make it into our news, but I saw in passing was that they do have a clause in there that says they don't guarantee uh, they they it won't melt your hardware basically, and oh. if it does, it's your fault. <laughs> so, um, a little bit happier note though, uh, we are getting a new USB Type C spec for extremely, extremely high power delivery. Currently, the USB spec tops out at 100 watts. They are now going to support up to 240 watts over USB-C. That's insane. That's basically going to pretty much every laptop charging brick out there. Yeah. And it means that we could have a universal standard finally for laptop chargers, which would be delightful. It would be. Yeah, I Would saw be. where they were forcing like iPhones have to go over to USB C as well or whatever. 
Europe's Europe's talking about it. Yeah, they they yeah. currently have a mandate that it has to support USB-C, and Apple complied with that by shipping an adapter in uh-huh. the box. So what the EU is saying, well, that's not really the spirit of what we were trying to do. We want USB-C on the device. Right. So they want to cut down on how many junk ass cables are laying around in landfill. Yep. yep. And junk chargers and how much, you know, how many char- different chargers people have to have all of it. So uh, we'll see if it happens, but it's certainly encouraging. And I, I have a couple laptops that have giant power bricks. Um, so I would love to see that come to pass. Yeah. Like some of the laptops that I've had in the past, the power brick was almost bigger than the laptop. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Like literal brick, like yeah. a five pound brick in my bag that was the charging thing. And it was just like, this is really stupid. Yeah. I think well, my, one current, of... my current work laptop has 170 watt charging, but it's a, it's actually a pretty decent size little like brick. It's not too, too terrible, but I, uh, I have, uh, a Lenovo laptop or I did, I gave it to my, my son, but it, it was interesting. The 15 inch version and the 17 inch version, the 15 inch has a 2060. The 17 inch has a 2080. So you'd think that they would have different power requirements, but they use the same power. Hmm. And what's really obnoxious is if you decide you want to have an extra, like you want to have one on your desk wire, you know, wired up and then have one in your travel bag, that, to get a second power brick is actually surprisingly difficult. I had to wait two months for them to ship one. To are you, are you, are you, are you talking about like a the Lenovo Legion series? Yeah, actually I have one as my work laptop. They got me one for work because like I do like everything on it from mm-hmm. virtual machines to, uh, rendering stuff and, and some circumstances to, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's an, it'll be interesting to see if this new standard comes to pass. I certainly hope it does. Nice. Uh, in, interesting rumor. Uh, a RTX 3080 Super was spotted on HP's website as refresh rumors start to build. Uh, this is pretty standard marketing tactic for NVIDIA. About a year after they come out with a card, they come out with a Super version at the same price point that's a little bit faster. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure it's inevitable. I guess the question is going to be timing. Given how hard it is to get a card currently, and that the global supply chain shortage is expected to last well into next year, which we have a, I'm kind of jumping ahead to another story. I think we have, but I don't see how this makes sense, right? Like, I just, just leave it alone. Um, <laughs> people can't get the card that they want right now, anyway. So why make it even harder by you know, switching over to a new product. That's right. I agree with you there. All right. What else we got here? Son of a gun. Uh, well, Paradox has abandoned multiple unannounced projects to focus on proven game niches, which it's a little disappointing. You know, it's always nice to see publishers try something new, something different. It doesn't always succeed, but when it does, it can be a really great, you know, new, new game, new genre, new something. Um, so for Paradox to kind of pull back like this is disappointing. They've had enormous growth over the last five, ten years, and they've also had some executive turnover. 
So I suspect that that may be a factor in all this. You know what this kind of makes me think of, and I it's it's on one hand I it's kind of hard to like I really can't blame you guys for this, but it's just like you know focus on the things that they know that work right now and kind of like maybe build up a little bit of that revenue before branching off into some other projects. It's kind of like it's kind of like Steam uh, when it comes to Valve, right? Like mm. you know they they were making games there for a little while, and and we missed the fact that you know valve was making games i'd love to see them make more games again but uh they're more focused on their business and their projects and their higher end stuff like you know their vr things and their yeah we just want one game in particular that's all we give a shit yeah but at this point would would it be even worth it like that's that's the problem that i have i feel like i feel like in order for that game to be successful they just release it without saying shit it's just like tomorrow you just see half-life 3 like on the store and people go like bananas and <laughs> like breaks the internet yeah i feel like that's the only because w- if they say anything the hype yeah, train is be- gonna get so like over the top that when it comes out it's gonna kill it so what they need to do is they just need to drop it like tomorrow and then it then 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 I think you know it'd be reasonable. But at this or point, or they they could actually put it out as like a scum game. It'll be like a point and click adventure that is Half Life Three, and they'll just be like, yeah, we we felt like we <laughs> would explore alternate engines for or or a visual novel. Right? That would be even better. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I love oh, it. Oh man, Gordon yeah. Freeman versus the Cat Girls. <laughs> Oh no! It turns 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 out they're the overmind of the combine or whatever it is. It's, it's just like a race it was of cat, cat girls cat all girls. along. It's cat girls all along. <laughs> oh. uh, Half Life Three confirmed. All right, uh, moving on. So these next two stories that we've got in our business legal section are actually kind of interesting. Uh, Dice says that it will show no mercy to the Battlefield 2042 cheaters, and you know what? Good. Like I, I get so tired of cheaters in online games. It's obnoxious. Like I, I, I think, I think that... what I think the what needs to happen is that the anti cheat needs to profile your PC, right? The like the CPU and stuff. Like it records like the serial number of your CPU. Right? That's and in what... order to join, then if you have a banned CPU, you better throw your PC Here. away because. Check this out, though, Jim. This is what people are talking about potentially with the whole TPM thing with Windows 11. So there's mm-hmm. some company, I forget which one. Valorant. Uh, Riot is doing it. Yes. So Riot. So essentially what's going to happen is, is if you get caught cheating, they're going to they're gonna flag your TPM profile and you're done. You can't. But there is a workaround to it, apparently. Like, all you have to do is just replace your TPM chip and then, like, re-certify like with Windows or something like that. And then that'll get you around the whole thing, apparently. Yeah, but it'll it'll slow down the knuckleheads but, that are... Right. But you see, right. here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you don't have a TPM thing, but you've done, like, maybe the, the TPM that's on your processor, a, a chip, a TPM chip, I don't think is going to get you out of that. Like, I think if you've done like TPM without the actual chip and you get flagged, I think you're completely done at that point. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, so they'll have to sell good. like special cheater boxes that have like hot swap TPM. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. But or a I way mean, to fake your TPM number. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, the whole point is you can't with a TPM. So, you know, allegedly, but, allegedly. Yeah. But you can like mine on my motherboard is just a little $20 
single chip on a board that plugs into the motherboard so that would be pretty easy to swap i suspect yeah shout out to all the scalpers that bought every tpm module off the market to like jack the price up they sure did all right this next one's interesting netflix buys oxen free developer night school studio and um this i think we've talked about this in the past but netflix is going to try and do content delivery of games um whatever have you Kinda not gross. have you not like look you're out of your element netflix have you not seen what's going on with google stadia like to just stop like well i feel yeah, like people I, already people already bitching about netflix eating up all the bandwidth in the world so well <laughs> i think netflix bandwidth share has gone down if i'm if i'm being honest i think the the bandwidth has shifted to amazon probably uh with prime and with Twitch and stuff like that. I would I would venture that Amazon's bandwidth market's pretty high. I'm not complaining. I I, I eat I, I eat at the cult of Amazon. Like I I don't mind. You know it's you know they ship me my tennis shoes. I get to watch some gameplay. You know I, I you know it, it is what it is. Um, it's kind of like did you see the movie uh, Idiocracy? I was uh, born into it. <laughs> yeah, so so the movie Idiocracy has something interesting that I it's a dumb film, uh, but it's meant to be dumb. And there's a uh, there's a whole to do about Costco just being like the thing that serves the world at this point. And but it's like, actually Amazon if they did well, the reboot. But if they do the reboot, it would probably be Amazon. But the funny thing, or Amazon and Costco like merge or something like that. But like the funny thing about it is, is like they go into Costco and people are like going to school at Costco. They're huh. you know they're like taking college. Like it's just like Costco is like the thing now, and I feel like yeah. that's what Amazon kind of has become. And part of me is welcome to like, Costco. I love you. Yes, that's right. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Hey, I'll tell you what though, Wally. Uh, called this the the true. corporation that runs everything in the movie Wally was by and large, and right. at one point there's a scene with the president addressing the uh, captain of the ship, uh, and he's standing in front of like the podium, but in, the crest on it instead of being the presidential seal is the by and large logo, implying that they you know literally control the entire world. So. Yeah, uh, you know it's it, well, it's out there, you know that it it could happen. But I guess the point I'm trying to make though is is like at this point, with the way that things are going with Stadia and Google, it's not looking that great. And there's already platforms like what Microsoft's doing, what Nvidia is doing, what Luna is doing. With these other platforms are already making like a huge dent in this category. I think it'd be very hard for Netflix unless unless the appeal to like the kid category of kids games it it'd be very hard for me to think that they're going to do well in this area. Just my well, personal the, opinion. The, the way that it was presented when Netflix talked about it and we touched on this a little bit in in a previous show was Netflix is saying that they are targeting mobile games first and they're all going to be tie-ins to their own shows. So it's really just bringing that licensed development in-house rather than making unique, you know, creative games of their own, essentially. Oh, maybe this would have made Defiance make sense as a game. Yeah, yeah, maybe. 
So we'll we'll see how it goes, but I I I'm not I don't think they're doing all that much with it. I think they're being very careful not to try to do, you know, please everybody with right. it. Well, like speaking of defiance, talk about a game that tried and then failed, then rebooted and tried and then failed. It's just like, wow. So it's a neat concept, but yeah, I mean, it just was fraught with, with problems. It seemed like. All right, let's close things out with some funny and strange. What do we got in here? This let's first see. story. This first story is goofy. I like this one. <laughs> yeah, this I this caught my eye. Uh, the creator of Ethereum, the cryptocurrency, said that he got started in crypto because Blizzard nerfed his WoW uh, character class. <laughs> he was a shadow mage, and he was mad, and he quit the game, and then he had all this free time because he'd been playing WoW, and so he started getting into Bitcoin, and you know, one thing led to another, and then he invented it. So it's all Blizzard's fault. Thanks, Blizzard. Appreciate that. Yep. Yep. Uh... Uh, th- this next one, holy cow. I don't know if you guys have followed this story at all, but eFootball 2022 has quickly become the worst-rated game on Steam since it came out this week. And if you look at some of the screenshots, it you can see why the facial animation is horrific. Like, yes. it looks like an alien is wearing a human skin and trying to blend in type of yeah, did, horrific. Did, did, did you ever see Men in Black where it's yes. like the roach guy inside of the human? <laughs> this is exactly what this looks like. It does. It does. It's horrifying. And then on top of it, they have not one, not two, <laughs> but three paid currencies in the game that you have to buy if you want to get into the the you know ultimate team stuff sugar and water <laughs> God, this i looks, mean it is just this looks terrible these are terrible bizarre so at any rate i just thought that one was kind of a a, a funny thing like you can't completely phone it in guys people will oh. notice God, that's so funny. Ninety-one percent uh, negative reviews and an overall, an overwhelmingly negative rate. So, in in definite strange news, The Witcher is getting <laughs> a new fun-filled kids and family series on Netflix. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> I because when I think Witcher, I think family fun, right? Like, yeah. It, what the hell time, are they thinking? Time to go slay some demons, Timmy. Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, my I god! Mean, and and maybe like be, if you, maybe it'll be ahead. like Muppet Babies. It'll be like Witcher Babies, a little toddler. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. Is even if you did it about the kids who are going through the Witcher school, the trial of grasses in the lore kills two thirds of the the kids. That's so right. That's a yeah, pretty that's dark right. friggin' uh pretty dark friggin' storyline if that's what you're going for. Oh, I man. don't know. I, I just can't even ima- begin to imagine what they were thinking. Alright. Uh so this next one's really dumb too. This for real Far Cry six watch costs twelve hundred real dollars. So <laughs> they they I guess made made a watch based on the watch from far cry six and uh 
They yeah. did. They yeah, did. You is. see your character wearing it, and they made a replica of it. But so the you... only thing that looks like something from Far Cry 6 is the numeral 6 is like a little bit stylized. That's literally the only... So I'm saying buy five of them and flip them on eBay for like triple the next day. <laughs> well, they're only making nineteen hundred and eight or a thousand nine hundred and eighty-four, I believe it is. So uh, yeah, they will be very limited. Um, I'm not sure who's going to be jumping up and down to buy it, but okay, you know. Um. God, Melify, can you do this next one? I this is this is too dumb for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so LG um, makes really nice uh, OLED TVs, but they also have a group that makes custom options for special use cases, and one of those is a 325 inch. 8K home cinema display. It weighs over 2,000 pounds and has a brightness of over 1,200 nits, which is like a higher-end screen. But it's $1.7 million. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, where where you could imagine something like this maybe getting used is like a stadium, you know, a kind of scenario. But even then, it just seems completely ridiculous. So. Um, kudos to PC Gamer for this story, though. If you scroll down, they uh, put a shot of Geralt the Witcher in his bathtub on the the promo shot of the 325-inch display, just so you get a feel for it in real life, which it, it, it's pretty pretty damn funny. Um, they also, though, what's crazy is they do have other options. Uh, LG came out with an $87,000 TV that rolls up, so when you push a button, it comes out of a little chamber and slides up. Uh, they've also done a dual 4K ultra stretch TV, which is a 589 inches or over 70 feet, if that's easier for you to visualize. A 70 foot TV. I was excited about my 70 inch TV. Forget about 70 feet. Holy cow. So yeah, just just completely ridiculously silly, but kind of fun. All right, take us home with this last one. There's a there's a Fortnite shirt. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I skipped this one. Oh my gosh. So Balenciaga is a very high end clothing brand, and apparently they did a deal with Epic to do a line of Fortnite clothing. So there is a plain white button down with the over the breast has the Fortnite logo and underneath that the um, Balciaga logo. And for a thousand dollars, yeah, a thousand dollars or one hundred and sixty-eight thousand seven hundred and fifty V bucks if you need it in Fortnite currency to visualize it, uh, you can get this really basic shirt. There's also a baseball hat for just $395 with with the Fortnite and Balenciaga logo or a white hoodie for $725. So really, really top uh, pricing here for this stuff. I, I don't know who they think is going to buy it. It's just bizarre. 
Yeah, real, real dumb. But funny. It makes us laugh because I ain't buying it. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Well, well, that's all we got for you guys this week in the news. Uh, come on over to our Discord server at discord.otherworlds.gg. Uh, what do you get? You guys got anything else before we close this out? Have fun. We've got our 100 for 100 giveaway. Well, once we had 100 members, we're going to be giving away $100 in uh, gift cards, four $25 gift cards to Amazon, so you can buy whatever games you'd like, as long as they're under 25 bucks, I guess. Uh, we are also getting ready for the launch of Battlefield 2042. We had a Battlefield 4 server. We let that go, but we're getting excited for the new game, so we want to uh, come and play with us come on the discord every thursday night we do community night pick a different game and we love to uh hear from you if you want to play something we do have a minecraft server and we do have a unreal tournament 2004 server right now um and who knows maybe maybe we'll just throw up a valheim server who knows maybe maybe that'll happen we'll see i'll get i'll get jim to manage it oh <laughs> But yeah, come on over to our Discord server, discord.otherworlds.gg. And this has been episode number 38. We'll see you guys next time. Yeehaw.